Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Dairy Isle. It's me, your host, Eli, and I think it's time we talked about the demons in the forest. Alrighty, folks. For those of you who have never heard the Dairy Isle before, this might be your first episode. We are a Miami-based podcast hosted by yours truly, me. All right, all right. Calm down, calm down. So what we do is we cover a variety of topics here, right? Urban legends, serial killers, conspiracy theories, video games, feelings, and things. And for those of you who have listened to us before, welcome back, my friends. So, for those of you who have been here before, I'm going to tell you two things. One, we're going to get back to normal. We're going to start with 10 items or less. And yes, I know this is going to help you guys get back into the swing of things um, because it's going to be like that for me. I apologize if I sound weird or anything like that. Uh, I ain't feeling well tonight. I don't know what I ate. I had some Jimmy John's or something today or maybe something I had yesterday. Y'all know I got stomach problems. I'm broken down there. That's the guilt. The guilt of what? The guilt of eating Jimmy John's. Probably. I don't. I only got halfway through the sandwich and instantly felt like crap. Uh, I even went home early. Like I, I left like midway and drove back home to work from home for the rest of the day. JK though, the the old owner of Jimmy John's apparently sold the place, and it's now run by a a different company. So also, I don't know why I keep saying Jimmy John's. Jersey Mike's. Oh, oh fuck. Well, yeah. I have no excuse for you then. No, but I mean it. The, the Jimmy John's thing is valid in terms of the old owner being into like big game hunting, which is not cool, but whatever. Mm. Point is that I ate it. It didn't make me feel good. I took some medicine and I felt all right. And now I'm kind of feeling like again. So don't expect too much energy out of me coming back. Unfortunately, I feel like crap. So I'll try to, you know, keep it level for you folks. Uh, but again, what I was saying about getting back into the swing of things, we're going to start with 10 items or less. And yes, you heard correctly. That is our lovely and incredibly scary producer millie she's gonna be on the episode with us today why, why would you introduce yourself <laughs> like that you're not a ghost i'm a ghost you're pasty white like one yes but that doesn't make you no, a I ghost you did okay fine you're like yellow now wow you okay fine you're like a light you're like a honey beige color how's that you know i'll take what i can get okay well anyways yeah. for 10 items or less uh it was a needed break being gone from the podcast um we really needed it i know i couldn't stand having to live with this guy and podcast with this guy i mean we were like towards the <laughs> end you laugh but towards the end we were getting into an argument like three minutes before having to record the last like four episodes every episode it's stressful man we yeah. aren't even getting paid but- <laughs> we have a patreon i know we get like four books every now and again i know <laughs> Technically, we're getting paid, but not to fight. I know, I know, I know. But we definitely needed it, and it's just like a... It's a lot. It's a hard reset on the brain. Yeah, and I'd like to tell you that we took that time to prepare and do things. Don't don't get me started. We didn't do shit. (laughs) I just went to school and worked, and that's it. I didn't fucking focus on the podcast or anything like I should have, but whatever. You know us, team last minute. 
Yeah, pro typically life. I'm I'm pretty good about sticking to like a all my five million to do's, but this time I'm like. But five million to one was too many. I'm like, f it. It's a lot because it's not only is it the work of actually writing down like the scripts and stuff for the episode, but it's just like having to dig deep down and go, what the fuck am I going to talk about next? And then having to do the research on it, making sure that we are somewhat well informed, you know, within reason, obviously we don't have to be subject matter experts for the, for the time that we're recording, but we're more informed than them. And that's what matters. Are you trying to call our listeners uninformed? No. Who's them? Them. Who are you calling them? Dem. Who be dem? Who dem be? Dem nuts. <laughs> oh, I walked right into that one. I, know. <laughs> I didn't plan for that. Anyway, we're back. Like I always sing to Deuce when I get home every day. Oh, I'm back from outer space. Oh, <laughs> how good it is to see your hairy little face. That's all the lyrics I have so far. But okay. it usually ends with a kiss. You'll get there. Oh, my little boy. Anyway, so... So yeah, uh, that was cool. It was nice having a break. We needed it. Yep. I started playing Disney Dreamlight Valley and oh man. <laughs> I like you? the oh man. <laughs> also, side note, before but like before you started playing it, like literally the day before, uh-huh. I remember logging onto Steam and seeing like a free demo for something called Disney Dreamlight Character Creator. Mm-hmm. Like Avatar Creator, I think it was. It was like a demo. And I was like I guess could say why is uh why, who does Disney think they are releasing free things and demo things? <laughs> and I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird, but cool. I guess I, I I have no interest in it. And the like the next morning, Millie was like, "You're never gonna believe what I downloaded. Disney has a free game." I didn't even know about it. I know this shit just popped off. Out about it a couple of days before where it was released through TikTok because that's my news source. <laughs> Someone was talking about it, and I was like, holy shit, that's fucking adorable. It's like, all right, it's like Sims and Animal Crossing all blended in together. But about, like, eight or nine years ago, Disney came out with this, like, cute little, like, iPhone app, you know, just phone app uh, game that it was like, you're supposed to, like, save all of Disney from the evil queen because you put a spell on the entire, and on all of Disney. Because that was the one where you're, like, you run the park, right? You run the park, but you're, like... You're saving everybody because everyone's still, like, stuck in between, like, the thorns and in That's this right. darkness or whatever. But now it's, like, a legit video game. That's yeah, like Sims. It's like so you have your own house and shit. available on PC through Steam. I got it for free because I have Xbox uh, Game Pass. Which, by the way, don't sleep on that. Like, I, I undid my, or I undid, listen to me, I unsubscribed for a little bit just because they weren't putting out anything that I that I was personally interested in. So I was like, I'll save myself the 10 bucks a month or whatever they were charging me. Um, but occasionally, like, they would go through a couple months there where they were just dropping straight bangers, like, every time they would drop new games. Oh, that's how I got uh, Back for Blood. For I free. remember. So I mm-hmm. skipped out on having to pay 60 bucks for it. Yep. And I got, like, the, it was, like, three or four months, and you pay a dollar for each month so i definitely uh you got your money's worth i did i did and then after that it was like five bucks and then now i'm officially a peasant paying ten dollars a month but it's (laughs) it's definitely worth it i did the same thing i think the first like three or four months for me was a dollar and then they started charging me the ten bucks it's amazing if you're into it and you don't want to spend money or you want to try out games before you like like really really buy it it's i remember i when i did the the three months for a dollar thing like on like the third month or something i forget who the fuck i was talking to but somebody asked me about it and uh 
I like I fucked up and I was like, yeah, I pay like a dollar a month. And they're like, wait, wait, what? How are you paying a dollar? Who did you bang at Microsoft? And I was like, I, I don't know, oh, man. Yeah. That's just that's just <laughs> the deal I got. And they were like, just like tearing the internet apart to figure out how to get Game Pass for a dollar a month. And I'm like, nah, homie, that's for the that's for the VIPs. And then I'm an idiot and I went online and I was like, nope, I have to add a zero to that. I apologize. Wow. Totes $10 a month. Yeah. Anyway, Disney Dreamlight Valley is amazing. I downloaded it Friday night. I think it was released Friday the 9th, September 9th. Downloaded it overnight. It was a fairly small game. Saturday morning, it was go time. Yeah, like literally first thing. I had no responsibilities on Saturday. I literally had coffee. In and the breakfast. Morning, some breakfast. I made her breakfast because I'm a good husband. Eli fed the dogs. And I'm I was a good like, husband. Just go. Actually, no. You had a you. You fed the dogs. I did. I did some laundry and, and I made Ducey, you breakfast. You took you took Ducey to and the I took Ducey to the vet. And I was like, I'm gonna go. Yep. And I literally played four straight hours of that shit. Yeah, like the whole day. Like it got to the point where in the afternoon she got up. She's like, I'm going to go do one productive thing today because I feel fucking <laughs> A useless. A single productive thing. Which was like violently vacuum and clean the, the staircase <laughs> for like two hours. It was just a kid. Yeah, because then after that, I went over to Izzy's house and we had girls night, Halloween night. Nothing productive happened there either. We painted. I, I brought home a cute little pumpkin friend. You did, but it's, I, it wasn't like a chore is what I should say. Nah, 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 nah. Anyways. Anyway, the game is great. Honestly, if you're into Disney, if you like Sims, the idea of like uh, like redecorating your house and fixing the town and just generally anything Disney, get it. And if you have the Xbox Game Pass, get that shit for free. It's definitely great. So, yeah. Uh, on this episode... We're going to be talking about demons. And not just any demons. We're going to be talking about your favorite demons. So think about what your favorite demon is. Think about it. Hold it in your head. And then after this commercial break, we're going to tell you if you were right, wrong, or both. Hey, folks. Are you listening to us on Apple Podcast? If so, why don't you be super awesome and leave us a rating and review on our podcast? Now, each review gives us a little bump that pushes our show higher up in the rankings, which is great because that gives us more visibility. And you can do that by visiting the link on our show notes or the link tree listed on our Instagram. You can also listen to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcast. And we are back. Boop, boop. All right, so I hope you enjoyed your snack, your pee, maybe even a poo. You might be a speed pooer. You never know. Listen, there's people out there with talents you wouldn't believe. I'm a speed pooer, but we won't get into that. We don't. Why? Do you, why? <laughs> why are you the way that you are? Is there a way for me to like delete your microphone from here? No. Damn it! That's right. You control the soundboard. I run everything. I'm in danger, aren't I? I'm in danger. Yes. We have we have that button. <laughs> I'm in danger. Told you. Yep. Anyways, so uh, I asked you to think about your favorite demon, and I'm pretty sure whichever one you were thinking about was wrong because tonight gonna delve very briefly but somewhat detailedly into surprisingly for the first time i think maybe the second time ever on this show a subject brought to you by our esteemed producer exactly your local red-headed hispanic demon herself wanted to talk about one of her fellow demons 
the skinwalkers. Mm-hmm. I don't know where she got this from or why she suddenly had this interest in skinwalkers, but she did a surprisingly large amount of research. There's an entire couple of uh, Google Drive documents that we have just with photos, links. Yeah, that's a lot. That's more than what she normally researches for an an episode, which, no, it's true. I mean, the last couple of times that you wanted something, you did like half a page of research, but it was enough, you know? Um, So to do five pages worth of stuff, I'd argue you probably know more about skinwalkers than I do, and I'm like the local cryptid fan in our household. Eh, you know. But I just don't talk about skinwalkers or ghosts because I my philosophy with this with the supernatural is respect it because it might be real, but at the same time, don't pay any attention to it. If you ignore it and respect it, it'll respect and ignore you in turn. Well, those are some of the rules. Yeah, and that's why I abide by them. I don't make the rules, I just follow them. Anyways, so uh, I'm going to start by giving you folks a little bit of background on skinwalkers. As some of you might not know what they are, it's entirely possible. And if you don't, don't feel bad. That just means you're not weird. So, Loser. baby, <laughs> you don't have to call them losers, okay? Hey, they already know that. Maybe oh, wow. in their face. Shit, is my mic still live? Mute, mute, mute. I'm kidding. I love you guys. I told you I'd try my best to bring oh, back the aye, energy. Aye. Um. Yeah, and instead I get sick and you get to hear my smooth, silky podcast voice. I, at first you were like very romantic and like sexual. Sexual. <laughs> when you started reading this, and I was like, where the fuck is this episode going? <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Mm. No, baby. <laughs> Nobody wants to make macaroni noises with the skinwalker. Okay? Somebody. Anyway, go Anyways, ahead. so in Navajo culture, a skinwalker is a type of harmful witch who has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. The legend has it that animals associated with witchcraft usually include tricksters such as coyotes and other creatures usually associated with death or bad omens. They might also possess living animals or people and walk around in their bodies. It is believed that when the settlers arrived and kicked the Navajo off off of their land, they cursed it with them. An article published about a family from Utah set the stage for basically what we know now as Skinwalker Ranch, a.k.a. the Sherman Ranch. The Desert News, the newspaper, had published an article titled Frequent Flyers on June 30th of 1996, and it was an article by Zach Van Eyck. The story chronicled the traumatizing events experienced by the Sherman family on their 512-acre ranch just south of Fort Duchenne. Is that how much, am I saying that right? Fort Duchenne? Duchenne's? Duchens. Duchens. Whatever. Whatever. It's basically spelled D-U-C-H-E-S-N-E. Um, so in a census from the year 2000, which is around the time, close to the time that this was written, um, there were all of about 621 people living there. So, you know, not a big group. In 1996, in the Uinta County, uh, or sorry, the Uinta County Basin, uh, it had essentially that area had been a hotbed for UFOs and like just really bizarre paranormal activity, right? I mean, all paranormal activity is bizarre, but this was especially noticeable. Um, It was a weirdness that even the Shermans had trouble accepting as reality, and you're going to get a better understanding for that. In an interview with Terry Sherman, who was the owner of the Sherman Ranch at the time, he said, quote, for a long time, we wondered what we were seeing and if it was something to do with a top secret project. He apparently reluctantly agreed to speak publicly about the activity for the first time, saying, I don't really know what to think about it at this time. Terry Sherman and his family got so spooked by the happenings that they ended up selling the ranch after, what, 
it was a really short, like 18 months of owning the property. Yeah. The thing that spooked Terry the most, apparently, and is what ultimately made him sell the property, were the voices. Uh, Terry had heard voices while walking his dogs at either day or night or afternoon, and Sherman described that the sounds spoke in a language that he didn't understand. They seemed to come with the wind and straight out of the darkness. I mean, it's safe to say that if we're going with the whole Navajo thing, maybe what he was hearing was the Navajo language, right? It could be. I mean, to give you some context, by the way, the Navajo language is so complex and so few people speak it that during World War II, I think it was World War II, is it, was it World War II or Vietnam or the Korean War? It was sometime in that period. It was between World War II and Vietnam. I forget which war it was, but we had, <clears throat> sorry about that. We had um, something called the Navajo Code Talkers, and they were Navajo soldiers, right? Like U.S. Army soldiers who were Native American Navajo tribes people mm. who could take information and speak it over the radio to each other, I think is the story, but they'd speak it in Navajo. And Navajo was such a complex language and one that so few people on earth spoke that there was no way anybody listening was ever going to be able to decode that shit. Like, ever. Um, there's a few movies about it, I believe, and a couple of documentaries if you're even remotely interested in researching it. But just look up Navajo Code Talkers. It's a actually really genius way of handling the issues that we were handling in wartime. Um, but, you know, whatever. I figure maybe that's what he heard, right? So he just heard the Navajo language, and he's like, I don't know what the fuck that is. <clears throat> I was watching a, a video of uh, of this guy who's he was blacked out because he didn't want his identity shared. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's half Navajo. And he was saying that as part of their culture, they can't even say the word or the name skinwalkers because it's already cursing them. Mm, Interesting. Yep. Well, yep. I I forget what language it comes from. I think it's Native American, but the word. Okay, so the word bear Mm -hmm. is not the actual name for that animal. It is the it is the English translation of the word that was created to name them because apparently, I forget what culture it was. I don't know if it was Native American or Icelandic or whatever. There was basically a culture that in history would refuse to call bears by their original name for fear of summoning them because they'd eat you. So their word, the translation is bear. And that's why we call them what we call them. But apparently their original name was like lost to history, I think. That was a lot. I mean, I read that years ago. I don't know if it was true, but I always found it. Bear comes from the old English bara, and it apparently evolved from the word barrow or brown one. There you go, brown one. But there, I'm sure I'll look it up just in case we want to put it on the Instagram, but I have to find, but that was the story that I read was that there was some either Native American culture, like one of the tribes or something that... They literally were just like, no, we're not going to say its fucking name because we'll Beetlejuice a bear into existence and it'll eat us all. Apparently, well, well, they did that enough that apparently we cannot find the original word for bear. Yeah, we don't know what it was called. Because it was never recorded. Yeah, because they were like, if you say that, you'll summon one and we'll all die. Duh, fuck. <laughs> it's a bunch of mind-blowing On shit. On another episode of the Dare. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about why bears don't have names. That is so weird. I all say right. we just all call them Steve. Don't start. Don't start. You're just mad. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyways, some of the experience, some of the, the occurrences that were experienced um, in some of the articles that Millie found online were as follows, madam. Oh, all right. 
I'm going to talk. Yeah, well, no, it's not. It's not the uh-uh. me show. It is. No, it's, it's about to be the me show, show when anyway. you start talking. Right. So they found <laughs> mysterious crop circles uh, around eight feet across in like a triangular pattern. His wife, Gwen, was followed by a flying saucer. She couldn't make out the actual shape of the ship, whatever the fuck you call it. You can it. just call it a UFO. I mean. Whatever. She was basically followed by flying lights. So UFOs got it. She didn't know how close it was to her, mm-hmm. but it literally followed her through the entryway. That's my watch. Yes, I know. I didn't turn it off. Kiss my butt. It followed her from the entrance of the actual ranch up until the driveway. Booked it into the house and, and locked all the doors because she was that creeped out. I did a lot of research into this house. Like, I went into, like, some deep legal investigation to the point of, like, I was looking up, like, the prior deeds. I was looking up, like, tax records. Like, I wanted to know who owned these properties and how much of it they own. And the new owner. As an aside, by the way, Millie can do this because that's what she does for a fucking living. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's got all kinds of skills and tools. professional stalker. That, that, yeah. That's how people know they're in danger. <laughs> I'm in danger. Again, yeah, I know. <laughs> the property is actually now owned by Brandon Fugel. <laughs> Fugel. Whatever. A dumb fucking name. He's like this like real estate guru guy and he owns a shit ton of properties out there. Um, and when, you're not allowed nowhere near the actual house or the immediate ranch. But he does own an area right before a, there's like a fork that leads you to someone else's farm that's not associated to him. Mm-hmm. And then it leads you to the right is his, the actual like Skinwalker Ranch house. And let me tell you that uh, <clears throat> from those owners, from the, the Shermans and Brandon Fugel, fucking dumb name. Between those, they're not even the most interesting owners. They haven't even been the owners that have owned it for the long, the longest time. Between the Shermans and Brandon Fugel, they only owned it a collective seven or eight years. Yeah. The longest owner was from 1996 when the Shermans sold their farm to 2016. So that's 20 years. That was owned by Robert Bigelow. I will tell you this. I did zero research on him. I like, did. I bypassed, bypassed him completely. I was like, all right, Terry and Gwen, what do I know about them? All right. Now, who the hell is Brandon Fugel? All right. So what does he own? Robert Bigelow. No, 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 but you can't just skip Terry and Gwen, bro. Uh, okay. There's other things that happen to these poor people. Like, Far why were they fair, so scared? What fair. the hell happened to their cattle and their horses? Well, homeboy's hearing voices, and the missus is getting chased by a pair of sentient flashlights hanging in the sky. I mean, I can go on. Look, there was the time that uh, the Shermans were outside uh, in the afternoon by, uh, like, a campfire that they had with them and their kids. Mm-hmm. And... Next to where they had the campfire was a like a, a cattle pen, right? With like the big metal bars that the cows can stick their heads through and look at you and you can pet them and stuff because they raised cattle. That was one of like their big main like, you know, uh, money making operations. And out of the wilderness just came this massive wolf, like enormous. They described it later, like their later descriptions. The closest thing that people could get to was that it was like a dire wolf. If you've never seen a dire wolf. Um, modern, I think modern like gray wolves get enormous. Um, there's a famous one. There's a photo circulating online. It has been for years 
of a, I think she already passed away, but there's like a female gray wolf called Yuki. Mm-hmm. And it's her sitting down next to a woman who's like 5'5 five five or something. And Yuki is massive. Like it is an enormous thing, like a Great Dane times two. Jesus. Yeah, it's huge. And they were like, no, this thing was bigger than that. This was like a wolf the size of a of a cow, like that big, almost. And the thing just kind of quietly like strolled out of the wilderness towards them. And they were like, uh, the, on all fours or like, yeah, yeah, on all fours. It's not a werewolf. And it just came towards them and they were like, um, the fuck, like the hell is this thing? And they could like pet it and it let them, it let them pet it and touch what? it until finally it got, that. it didn't growl at them or anything according to their statement until it got near the, the pen and it grabbed one of the heads of, like, it grabbed one of the cattle by its fucking skull, like, by its head, and was trying to pull it through the fence. What? And the dad was like, um, how about no, Scott? And he... No, Scott. <laughs> how about no, Scott? <laughs> and so he shot it with a, I think he had, like, a revolver, like a three fifty seven Magnum revolver, which, by the way, if you've never shot a gun, a three fifty seven Magnum will basically, like turn someone's inside into gelatin like that's it well a single one of those a 357 magnum hollow point hits you and that's a wrap on the rest of your life he shot this thing multiple times with a 357 magnum and it basically didn't even flinch it was just like oh that's cool that's cute that tickles then he told his son go inside and get my rifle the kid comes out with a 30-06 rifle by the way a 30-06 shoots a 7.62 caliber round right for those of you that don't know what it is, that is a light machine gun round. So that's like the heavy stuff that we use in, in you know, in the wars, right? Mm-hmm. That's the that's basically what you see sometimes on the on the roof of the the Humvees. Yes. Um, if it's not a fifty cal, which is the big big mama, you know, big mama jamma, big mama jamma, then sometimes they'll have something smaller like a two forty Bravo or an M sixty up there, and that I will know shoot. some of these words. You do know some <laughs> of the words and letters, and sometimes they'll use these large caliber, you know, like basically combat ready rounds uh-huh. but this is a traditional hunting round it's a very large caliber rifle round with a lot of power behind it he shot this thing point blank in the in the side with a rifle and apparently a chunk of this thing's flesh flew off it didn't bleed and what came off of it didn't look like skin it looked more kind of like fat mixed with like a gel substance like a gray mottled almost like 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 rotting flesh Ew. But it didn't bleed, and its only reaction was to let go of the cow's head and just look at Mr. Sherman like, fucking excuse Absolutely you? Not. Absolutely not. And then finally it was like, fine, I guess, if you're going to be rude about it. And just w- didn't run. It walked back into the wilderness. By the way, it's totally normal for them to have these guns. Because I don't know if you realize that when we started this episode talking about this specifically, 512 acres is it 512 yeah 512 acre ranch by the way so you know where they are in the uinta basin um there's fucking nothing out there that's literally the wilderness you just happen to have a house on there and a little fence that's it your driveway is indiscernible from like a gravel walking trail somewhere in the woods their downtown area is a joke it looks it's a like post a, office on a shutdown it blockbuster. It looks like a, like a wild, wild west like movie where like you just have two strips of like Main Street, mm-hmm. and the biggest office there is Might a be, CPA's office, and that CPA's office, the owner of it, the accountant, owns 
shit ton of farmland literally right across this really? place. But so. yeah, the, this is legitimately the wilderness. If yeah. you have, if you are, are at all interested in what that looks like, you can pause it now or you can look it up on your computer. Just search up Uinta County Basin. Just search up that area and you will see what we mean about wilderness because they're in the middle of fucking nowhere. You can't pay me enough to go there, but whatever. I wouldn't go to like the ranch. Thing. No, I'm just saying I wouldn't go to the ranch, but like that that level of like desert wilderness is beautiful like there is a there is a natural beauty to it yeah i can i can agree to that i'll i'll acknowledge and appreciate the beauty through pictures sure and through google but uh, it is maps, genuinely a very pretty place thing is that this area it's also very old all the fork folklore folklore the folklore this anyway. is folklore about forks <laughs> folklore words are hard and also <laughs> Words are hard. Words are hard. I know all the letters, but when they combine words, you lost me there. You know? Yeah, no, that's why I say don't hurt yourself. Anyway, according to the folklore, the whole entire area in this county is cursed. Like, not just the ranch. Not just the like ranch. Like, just all of you into county. Just Basically. Because of whatever happened when... That's because they didn't bless the rains down in Africa. Fucking, wow. <laughs> I had to get a total reference. Aside from this whole werewolf thing, their cattle were mutilated very often. Oh, yeah. And in very oddly surgical and bloodless manner. Do you know anything about cattle mutilation? I don't. Do you want to hear anything about cattle mutilation? I only know Chupacabra. Which is probably what happened here. There's no skinwalkers. There's it's just a, it's just there's the wild wild west Chupacabra. There's three Chupacabras and a trench coat. El Chupi. El Chupi. <laughs> The choops. The choops. <laughs> you moron. <laughs> it is. It's probably just three. It's three Chupacata. I was in a trench coat and a pair of antlers going, we're a skinwalker. So. The other thing that I, I thought was a little sus. Mm-hmm. Was according to. Uh, this just, just like the youth say. Sus. He had a very. Like this family was very private about sharing anything that was happening because you know they didn't want to be seen as like the weirdos from this small town um and honestly a lot of this shit is like freaky you know it's 1994 to 1996 they're like no one's gonna believe us right apparently there was a craft that would emit like this like weird like wavy red ray as it flew around the house he didn't say how often i don't know how true that is but it does sound like your typical UFO story. I am. I mean, it's so uh, I stopped. Sorry, I'm readjusting my seat. I stopped like researching UFOs a few years back because it was just like, it's not like a mystery to me in that sense anymore. Like I just accept that they're a real thing. But to me, it's a common sense thing with UFOs, right? Like, Look at the size of the of the Milky Way galaxy by itself oh, yeah. and just do the math. If every point of light that let's let's argue for a moment that every point of light you see when you go out and see the stars is a or when you go out at night, every point of light is a star. Mm-hmm. We know that a lot of them are. We know a lot of them are actually galaxies. But let's say all of them were stars just individually. If only one planet orbited those stars. What are the odds that at least one other of those planets can harbor life? like us carbon-based oxygen breathing life that needs sun and water the odds are probably mathematically pretty high however 
that's giving you like the worst case scenario when in reality most of those stars have multiple planets orbiting them which means you have multiple chances for different types of organisms to survive and who says that they need to be carbon-based life forms like us what if it's a life form made out of silica or basalt or fucking god knows some element that we've never even heard of before where was it that they found are you referencing that one time that scientists in Los Angeles found bacteria growing in barrels of arsenic? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, prior to that day, like the day before, medical science was like, and biology was like, nope, nothing can survive in arsenic. Yeah. And then they found bacteria not only growing, thriving in barrels of just pure arsenic. Uh, America explain. Yeah. Or how we found bacteria growing in superheated geysers in Yellowstone where nothing should technically be able to survive or how we find life growing on the bottom of the ocean in volcanic vents where the gas coming out of those vents is, you know, a paltry 3000 degrees Fahrenheit where it literally boils the surrounding water around it from how hot the gas is. And there's things that grow there like plants and animals and bacteria and shit like that. So if they can survive, if these like extremophiles can survive, the harshest conditions and harshest forms of biology on our planet. Really? Are you going to sit there and tell me that nothing else in space can survive? We're the only ones. So that being said, things like UFOs, I don't even view most UFOs as being piloted by little green men. I view them almost, (laughs) no, honestly, I view them more like drones, like just unmanned robotic drones that where you don't have to worry about possibly crashing and, and losing people. And they just come and they just, they do their thing. They research the planet. What's the temperature like? How, you know, what's the, what's the chemical composition of their water, their soil, their trees, their plant life, the, the creatures on here, including us. And then that's it. And they gathered the, the data for whatever fucking purpose they want, probably just for knowledge like we do. You know, we don't, there's no rhyme or reason for half the shit we do other than knowledge, just expanding human knowledge. I want to know more. Um, I don't so. disagree with you. And I do think that UFOs are real, not in the same like, Look at me, I'm a green little monster. Like, but I just feel like when people are like, I saw this red light and I saw this, I'm like. Maybe you saw it. Who's to say you didn't? That's the thing is like, also for me, when people talk about a UFO sighting, right? If they're just like a normal, a normal, credible, like, you know, when I say credible, I mean like the same credibility that you could give somebody that you know who just leads a normal life, right? They don't have to be an attorney or a doctor or a cop or someone in the military. They're like, oh, well, they're even more trustworthy than a regular person. Mm -hmm. Just a regular everyday Joe. You give most people the benefit of the doubt. What does somebody have to gain from telling you I saw a fucking UFO? They know that some people are going to call them crazy. They know some people are going to be like, tell me everything. You're like, I did. There's not much to it. And they're like, but tell me more. You're like, I fucking can't. Leave me alone. So, like, if you have nothing to gain from it. Yeah, these people had nothing to gain from it. I'm telling you to tell you because it's weird and it happened and I think you should know about it. That's it. I've seen seen a UFO in my my lifetime. It wasn't up close by any means. I think I said it in in one of our episodes from either the last season or the season before. I was 16 years old. I went camping in the Keys with my parents. And one night I went out, I looked up, there were a bunch of stars all over the place. And one of them started moving. It was a little white dot in the sky. It looked like all the other white dots and it started moving. It wasn't, it wasn't stationary. When I made eye contact with it, it was already moving towards the horizon. And I was like, oh man, a shooting star, maybe a satellite or whatever. I realized that I was wrong when it stopped. 
Like it slowed down to a stop. I kept looking at it and then it accelerated in a completely different direction, like off into space. And I was like, oh shit, son. Maybe that was a UFO. Maybe it wasn't. There could be a million reasons that it wasn't a UFO. I've never had an experience. But I still look up every now and again because you never know what you're going to see. Most of the time, nothing. You're going to see planes, birds, and clouds. But you never know what's up there. I mean, one of the fucking, I think one of the instances um, that, uh, that this guy had, I think, I think it was Terry or something like that. Um, there was, I, was it you that put that on there? Um, let me see. Hold on. I want to see if it's the same one. Wasn't there one that you had told me about, Bib, that was like, and I don't know if it was the Sherman, the, uh, Mr. Sherman, that they were like out in the crops or in their field or something. And they heard like what they could swear was like voices above them, like in the sky and the dogs were going fucking bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine he that. He couldn't that. see a thing. It was like pitch black. He couldn't see anything, but he could hear these like voices above him. But bro, that makes this area so fuck. What a loss. What a bad, bad investment this property was. I don't blame them for wanting to be out of there so fast. No, I I don't either. But at the same time, it's like. I can understand that you make an investment of the level that the Sherman's probably made, right? Which is buying the land, transporting all of your stuff, transporting all your cattle, making sure that they have like a proper place to sleep, to eat, to graze. And the transportation alone, I couldn't find how much he paid for the property, but transportation alone of the animals is really, really expensive, especially in the middle of nowhere where they Mm -hmm. live. And then setting up everything and all the man hours you have to put to make the house ready for everybody to live in and all that shit. And if something goes wrong, you got to fucking figure it out on your own. There's no like, oh, 24 hour plumber that'll come out and fix my toilet. Like, no, maybe in 24 weeks. Yeah, and not in 1994, homie. Yeah, get out of here. We're going to go through like the yellow pages and find someone. Maybe they'll get there in like three weeks. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, uh, but like they made an investment of time and effort and probably a lot of money, you know, probably more than they had. Yeah. Um, so you have to make it work, you know. So think about that. Like think about how hard it must have been to be a rancher in the '90s with no modern technology, like the kind of that we benefit from today. You know, they had modern technology back then, but it was modern for '96 standards. By today's standards, it's archaic, you know, because you look back at it and you're like, "How the fuck did you live like that?" But do all of that, have your wife, your kids, all that shit, and all of that, and in two years, less than 24 months, you're out. You leave all your shit behind, you're just like, I'm taking the animals and I'm taking the kids, eat my boy, I'm out. Yeah. Because I'd rather leave and leave all my possessions, I can buy new furniture, I can buy new whatever, that's not a problem. By the way, another weird thing, since we're going to talk about cattle so we can move on <laughs> to some other stories, and other, and other owners, um, there's another story of the, the Shermans. They had a bunch of their cattle, right, in um in a big pen. And near this big pen, not very, like walking distance, like maybe 60 feet away, there was a very large metal shed, like an enormous metal shed. It had locks on the doors and chains and padlocks on those chains. Mr. Sherman says that he goes outside and the cattle were acting super weird and antsy or whatever. And he said that it felt like something was above them in the sky, but every time he looked, nothing. It was sunshine, clouds, the sky didn't look distorted, birds would fly over, there was nothing. It was just like, maybe it was weather or something, or they sensed like shitty weather coming over the, mm-hmm. you know, over the, the mountaintops or whatever. He goes back to the house, 
few minutes later, he comes back. All the cattle are missing. All of them. Not a single trace of them. No footprints, no dust, no nothing. And he's like, oh, Dead? No, missing. Oh. And he's like, oh my God, what do I do now? Because that's all of our money. Yeah. That's it. There, there were, he okay. had, he had some prize bulls there that were worth 30, 40 grand probably. And that, and imagine what you can get for breeding them, right? Yeah. You know, every time they impregnate a female or something like that, you're like, oh, that's going to, I'm going to charge you a few thousand dollars or more for that. And he heard like a rustling noise and he checked the giant metal shed that they had. Chains were still on the door. Padlocks were still on the door. He grabs the keys, unlocks the padlock, takes off the chain, and who's in the shed? All of his head of cattle, every single one of them, were packed like sardines into this place. But he said the creepy thing was that they were in there and they were calm as calm could be. They wouldn't even move. It's like they were in a trance. Even though they were freaking out not like 30 minutes ago. Even less. And they were just in there. Like if it was a fucking practical joke or how something. Do you explain that. I mean, unless his kids did it. No, you. I don't know how trained they are. Think about this. I know. His kids, in less than thirty minutes, took probably forty or fifty heads of cattle, transported them from a pen about sixty <laughs> or fifty feet away, and very organized in an organized fashion. Very quietly. And very quiet, without making a noise. Oh, and by the way, without disturbing the dust or leaving any footprints whatsoever. They put them all in a pen, made them all super chill, and then put the padlocks and everything on, and then just went about their business, and their dad never found out. And it wasn't until like a couple seconds after it, he was like, why are they so calm? All of the cows started freaking out and just ran out of the thing and almost crushed him. What the hell? <laughs> well, super weird. They I only know. made it those two years. Mm-hmm. And they sold their property for a whopping $200,000. Which was the steal of a century if you are Robert Bigelow. And for those of you who don't know who Robert Bigelow is, just like Millie doesn't. Whatever. Robert Bigelow. Important. Not Even important. Even though I know, I know, I know. He fucking lived, owned the property for 20 years. So, Robert Bigelow is a, a billionaire, like a multi, multi-billionaire, who made his money by being the inventor and owner of Extended Stay America, which is like another version of uh, Motel 6, Mm. right? Um, He made his fortune off of that, and then eventually he capitalized with that money and started Bigelow Aerospace. They make rocket ships, they make rocket parts, they make stuff for the space station. They actually have a contract right now to make an inflatable habitat capsule that can attach itself to uh, to the International Space Station. They want to do. They want to get into commercialized uh, space cargo stuff. So, like, kind of like SpaceX, where they're like, "Yeah, we're just like eighteen wheelers, but for space." I know. All we do doing. is we take cargo out there. They've already fucked this planet, so now it's time to dip. Now we got to get out of here and let the aliens take over. Great. Um. So they bought Skinwalker Ranch in '96, mm-hmm. and I think, if I remember, if you'll allow me to do some quick on-the-fly research for you folks, because I just want to make sure that I'm correct. Just give me a moment, and you can hear the yeah, sweet sound of my keyboard. And he's like. I did so much research. I did none of this research. Um, what was it called again? Nids, I think. Let's see. Right now. 
Yeah, here we go. Uh, so this is straight from their Wikipedia page. Uh, this is NIDS, the National Institute for Discovery Science, uh, was a privately financed research organization based in Las Vegas, Nevada, USA, and operated from 1995 until 2004. It was founded in 95 by real estate developer Robert Bigelow, who set it up to research and advance serious study of various fringe science and paranormal topics, most notably ufology. Deputy Administrator Calm Kelleher was quoted as saying the organization was not designed to study UFOs only. Quote, we don't study aliens. We study anomalies. They're the same thing in a lot of people's minds, but not in ours. NIDS was disbanded in October of 2004. Uh, let me tell you right now. Here we go. Uh, NIDS actually bought Skinwalker Ranch after journalist George Knapp first wrote about it in 1996, and Deputy Administrator Calm Kelleher led the investigation for a number of years. A hotline was established in 1999 to receive reports of odd occurrences. In that time, over 5,000 calls and emails were received by the organization. Officials say many were explained as missile test launches and meteors, ultimately. I knew I remember the name NIDS from somewhere. Um, so what I know about this is that when NIDS set up at Skinwalker Ranch, they went banana sandwiches with equipment. They set up sensors, sensor arrays, cameras, laser, uh, like laser movement designators, uh, ground tremor sensors. I mean, you name it. They had it. thermal vision, night vision, whatever. They were trying to catch whatever the hell was out there. Now, whether they did or not, I don't know. What? My research doesn't go that deep. But I doubt it because I feel like I, that's something I'd know about considering the fact that I know about NIDS. Yeah. yeah. The fact that I'm a weirdo. Yeah. Well, uh, this uh, Brandon Fugel guy also has one of, the, one of the lands that are close by to the ranch. It's a research facility. Not a whole lot of information on it, but basically it's where they try to find out why there's so many deaths in the wolf population there. So there's a lot of like dead carcasses just left out in the middle of nowhere. Like the way that they're killed is different. So I, I'm sure it's something pretty similar to this Robert guy, but um, to this Robert guy. But they're trying to hide it as something else. I'm sure. I would love by the they're way they're making their money off of all of these like spoopy TV shows because that's literally all they do. By the way, I want you to start referring to all billionaires just by their first name and that guy. It's Robert guy. It's Robert guy. That guy. Uh, Microsoft. That Bill guy. That Bill. Billy. Uh, Billy? William. Well, that, that William guy, and then right. fucking Amazon. Uh, that guy Jeff. Hi, Jeffy. Hi, Jeff. 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 My name my is name Jeff. Jeff. Anyways, uh, no, I mean, the, the that I know of, they never really found anything that was like, we have to tell the whole world about this. For all we know, they found some wild shit, and they were like, yo, keep that under wraps. Yeah, for sure. Um, but they were only there until 2016. Or he owned it until 2016. Yeah. But Nids was only there until 04, 05. So, yeah, who knows why that? I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't profitable. Maybe he's like, you know what, fuck it. I, I researched all I wanted to research, and I'll just sit on the property and let it gain value until I sell it. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll make a little bit more. If he made two hundred and one thousand dollars, then he made a profit. Probably so. not the closing cost, but you know, we won't shut up. We won't get into that. Anyways, so in light of all of this uh, spoopiness, mm-hmm. I decided to creep Reddit, specifically not no sleep because I know that no sleep is notoriously fake. It's creepy pasta. It's just good know. story writing. Um, so I actually came across a subreddit, our uh, Skinwalker. And uh, mm. people share a lot of it's, a lot of it because this is so way more reputable than no sleep, right? Shut 
the thing is that if I feel that it's not that spoopy, mm-hmm. then it must be real. Like if it's if it's too detailed, or like, I don't know. It's one of those things. I'm I know, like, but like, if, I know if, the truth. I know, but if you've read some of the like the creepy pasta that's been posted on No Sleep mm-hmm. in the last few years, you know that there are some like incredible story writers out I there know. that can make it. Like, you'll buy that shit, and you'll be like, "No, dude, I came up with that on my lunch break." Yeah, like I'll never forget the years ago. Eli and I have weird like pro, like before bed rituals, rituals, and then none of them are sexual. No. <laughs> That's for later. No, I'm kidding. But also... When when we yes. first started dating when we, and we were living together, we would... I always have liked Eli's voice, especially when he when he reads. So to me, it was like a bedtime story. And then he'd get on no sleep. You're so sweet because the reality is that to you, my voice is Benadryl if it's boring enough. We're like, no, yeah, no, no. tell me about the ghost. I'm like, yeah, tell me about that science word you just told me. <laughs> Baby, all I said was table salt, like sodium chloride. Sometimes he'll go off the deep end and he's like, babe, do you want me to keep going so you go to sleep? I'm like, yes, baby, please. <laughs> Something else, let me tell you. But anyway, he, I, he would read me these uh, these no sleep uh, Reddit posts. And I remember the one of the truck driver. Was this the one with the antler people? Yes. Bro, Yo, I still that remember shit that story. Is forever ingrained in my fucking head. So BT Dubs that story super short. This guy wrote a story about a like as he was the truck driver, uh, and it was like, oh, what is the weirdest thing you've ever seen as a truck driver? And this guy was I don't even remember the state, but basically he said that he was in the middle of nowhere. He's like in the middle of nowhere. The road that he was on had construction, and there was a, a, a supposed detour down a dirt road, and he didn't want to, but he's like, I have another choice. And he said he was going down the dirt road, and at one point he comes upon this area in the forest because there's forest on either side. And as soon as he clears the forest, there's like a small clearing where there's grass on either side, like grassy field, but you can still see the tree line. And he goes, I drove past on either side of the road a bunch of figures, like really tall figures and all. I'm getting goosebumps just repeating it. (laughs) And I can see you are too from over here. And they were all in black, like black robes with deer antlers on wearing deer skulls on their face and they just had bells on all of their fingers hanging from red strings and just going gling 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 like that and he goes i said fuck that and i threw that bitch in reverse and got the fuck out of there i don't know what the hell i stumbled upon and i'm like in my mind i'm like this is how i know that i live in miami because it's like what it would have been killed. No, killed. Instantly. I would have turned everybody there into Picadillo. I'm running over you twice and backing over you. I am in a 40,000-pound 18-wheeler. No, I'm no. going to... Or you join them like a true Cuban. You no, you get out and you'll be like... Pan, you go, clack, 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 clack. Libertad, libertad. Cuba libre. Like, run. <laughs> I go out there with a the fucking... What's that, what's that thing called? The... um. I know what you're talking about. The weird... The, yeah that that, that noise these are, the- these are cuban instruments by the way like these are real cuban instruments one of them the one we're referring to i have to find a name for you i know you know I, I doubt that we're gonna have the wherewithal to put it this on instagram but it is a i don't know if it's cuban specifically but it is a, like an, a hispanic traditional instrument uh that is i believe some sort of like a squash or something like that that gets hollowed out and basically gets dried into like a husk and they cut lines into it. And then you take 
un tenedor, like a fork, not like an eating fork. It was literally made. It kind of looks like a like a spork. No, it looks like a hair pick. Oh yeah, like yeah, what yeah, people yeah, used yeah. to like blow out their afros and get the and get the uh, the knots out of it. Mm-hmm. It looks like that, but not with so many. Um, it doesn't have as many prongs. It's like four prongs, and they're just like they're tin, so they're kind of like misshapen and deformed. And you just that's the noise it makes. Your sounds are right. so professional compared to me and my baby. <laughs> First off, thank you. But also years of watching my grandfather play his favorite instrument and watching and then like it being given to me as an idiot eight year old being like, here, you play it. And I'm like, I guess I'll play a solo and then give it off to somebody. Thank you, everybody. I'll be here all night. So where were we going with this? Anyway, me venturing into the world of Reddit and other. Yeah. So I would read to her and yeah, and she found like she was saying, she found the Arskin Walker uh, subreddit and maybe it's real. Um, Maybe it's not. Do you want me to read this as if we were in bed with creepy Boston? No, 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 no. Because no. I'll do it. Turn off the light. I'll do it. Come on, I'll make it creepy. It'll be fun. Well, It'll be have, for you guys. We have two. All right, I'll read the first one. You read the second. I'm one. not gonna read the second one. That's way too long. TLDR. You wrote it. You want me to read it? I can make it fast. I didn't write it. I just copied and pasted the story. <gasps> from the readers. Plagiarism. I'm, I'm giving them credit. The truth shall set you free. Kiss my arse. My anus. My anus. All right, so which one do you want me to read? All right, you could you could read it. We'll the first one, or the second one. We'll we'll save uh, we'll save the the second one for another episode. All right, all right, ready? Turn off the light. Gonna make this creepy. Click. The light is still on, you click. idiot. I'm looking at it right click, now. Click 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 click. <sighs> this guy's so annoying. You want me to put the red light? Uh, no, Ooh, just turn it on. District. This is why I live. All right, here you go. Okay. I can be your private dancer. Here, better? No. I like that I told her to put it off, and she goes, what if I make it the color blue? Go ahead. Are you ready? All right, here we go. Wow. Everybody cuddle up in bed. Pretend you're laying next to me or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm on the couch. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> Last night, I definitely had what will go down as one of my most bone-chilling memories. I was wide awake. And nowhere near tired. I was reading in my living room near the window. From outside, I heard my sister's voice calling for me. And she was out all day on the town. I thought she was just coming by to show me the dresses she picked out to wear to the the wedding that she was attending this week. Us both being night owls, I thought really nothing of it. I heard the voice yell for me again, so I looked out the window. Downstairs, I saw her just standing there looking into the living room window. She motioned for me to come down, but her body language didn't look like hers. It was really stiff, and her face didn't move as I heard her yell for me again. Figuring she was just too tired to come up, I turned to grab my shoes and head downstairs. But then this is what kept me up all night. My phone went off. It was a phone call coming from my sister. I answered it to say that I'd be right down. And she's always been a rather impatient person, so before she could say anything, I just said, Yeah, yeah, I see you. I'm coming down. There was a slight pause, and she goes, No, I just got home. You aren't answering my video chat request. I want to show you the dresses I'm going to wear. And my stomach sank. I looked out the window. What I thought was her wasn't there. I knew it couldn't have been something trying to intimidate, trying to imitate her because she called out in her exact voice and inflection, using two nicknames that only she uses. Creeped out, I quickly video called her. From her phone camera, I saw the familiar background of her bedroom. I've never felt so unsettled in my whole life. 
So that gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Because that's, what do we call it? <laughs> Fucking terrifying. So that was submitted by uh, 20 Green Beans on uh, our Skinwalker. Mm-hmm. And according to some of the comments, some of the Redditors of the sub say this sounds more like a, what was it that you called it? A, a Vard... Vardoger? Vardoger. That's V-A-R-D-O-G-E-R. Vardoger. Listen, I put it into Google Translate, and mm-hmm. the accent that it gave me, I'm not going to repeat nor tr- attempt. Was it German? Uh, Scandinavian. Scandinavian? So, good luck with that. Shit, I'm not even going to make that. I'll just defend somebody. Yeah. According to Millie's research, mm-hmm. a Vardoger is a spirit predecessor in Scandinavian folklore. According to that lore, it's the premonitory doppelganger associated with certain people or premonitory that's what it is the vardoger is not known to harm anyone it simply lets you know a person is coming usually by mimicking their footsteps their voices their scent or appearance and overall demeanor resulting in a person believing they've seen or heard the actual person before they actually arrive so basically like it's like deja vu or like esp almost yes but just like why does it need to be that scary like, I don't need October ESP. But I don't think he, he was, honestly, I, when I started reading this, I was like, oh, here we freaking go. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. But I've had instances where, like that. In fact. Like where you've seen someone? No, no, no. Oh. Heard. You've heard what? But like someone like call for me. Mm-hmm. Please turn the light back on. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be blue. No. It's a co- it's the last color it was on. Relax. There you go. Yellow. Jesus. Here, I'll put the freaking light to 100. Thank you. I feel safe. Cry, baby. I went very deep into this whole, like, skinwalker nonsense. People hear someone, very familiar, very familiar voice, calling out for them. They're told not to do is to answer, to look for the voice, to just ignore it. So you don't give it attention. It's it's like a haunting or a demon or a ghost or whatever the hell. If you don't give it the attention, then it's not going to pay attention to you. So in this house, while we've been together and him and I live alone. Don't tell me this. I have heard you call me. Nope. I don't know. It's like the phantom like phone ring or the phantom like phone like vibrate mm-hmm. that happens to people. Right. But I've heard you call me. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, well, if he gives a shit or if he really needs my attention he could hear that the shower is on from downstairs has it ever been when i'm not home um no because i'm always listening to podcasts literally like i wake up in the morning i go pee pee i take the dogs downstairs mm-hmm. and in that time like there's there's a lot of commotion with the dog going. so this outside. always happens when i'm not here no when you're here oh okay that's yeah. that's way less al- scary. I don't allow myself to listen to anything. I have had like, I've heard like weird noises when I'm alone, mm-hmm. and I'm like a big scaredy cat me too. and a big believer because of shit that's happened to me and because of like the religion that my my dad's side of the family believes in. Um, so I know not to indulge. I respect it. Yeah. I acknowledge it. I don't fuck with it. Cause I'm not, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. So whatever, I've heard you call me before, mm-hmm. and I'm like, if it matters that much to him, come upstairs. He'll and- come upstairs, and he'll be like, "Hey, baby, can I come inside?" Blah blah blah. Yeah. Or just like yell at me. Mm-hmm. So I just don't pay attention. But that used to happen to me when I was a kid a lot too. 
in fact, that was, and, you know, to not give too many details on this, uh, when I was 15, I found my grandmother, D.E.D. Passed away, yes. Um, in our, in my childhood home. And because I heard someone call for me to go check on her. I don't know what that was. Sixth sense. I mean, we could talk um, it up to women's intuition. But I was like, what the hell? And then that was one of many because as a kid, I I heard a lot of voices call the, me. The weirdest shit that ever happened to me as a kid was um, the fact that like we lived, you know, you, you remember the, the backyard at my childhood home. Yeah. It was massive. We lived on like an acre or something like that. But it was all jungle. And there were multiple times that I'd be back there as a kid playing by myself. And I could tell you that I heard like whispers in the trees. Yeah, no way. I, w- I wouldn't even like looking out your window at your night. sliding glass door at night. So that that became a fear of mine more in the like in my older years. Mm-hmm. But as a little kid, I distinctly remember being in the backyard and hearing whispers in the trees and feeling safe, like safer when I Hell heard them. No, yo mad goosebumps right now i know but i like i'm getting good goosebumps because it reminds me of a time when like i would maybe i was experiencing something supernatural i doubt it also but, remember who your neighbor was oh yeah i know but this was before they were our neighbors oh okay. this is when i was like eight or nine um and i remember i would hear like what i considered back then whispers in the trees mm-hmm. like up in the treetops and i just felt safe i was just like well if there's like spirit like forest spirits or jungle spirits they're on my side because I'm just a little kid. Yeah. Ain't nothing bad going to happen to me. If anything, they're going to mess up anybody who tries to mess with me because I'm back there. I'm not. I was as far as I was concerned, it was my backyard, but it's their home. And I'm just having fun. I'm just playing around in it. And then I'm going to go back inside and have a sandwich and watch TV or something. Yeah. But that's their home. So, like, I wouldn't unnecessarily, like, kill flowers or, like, torture lizards or anything like that. If anything, I would, like, go look for lizards to play around with them or find a butterfly or find a spider or something like that to like look at it and marvel at it and be like, oh my God, so cool. You know, like I was really fortunate. Like I really, really was super fortunate to have that as a kid. And it gave me like a, a massive appreciation for nature and all the weird shit that happens in it. But realistically, I was just probably a very over imaginative little kid. Mm-hmm. And I heard wind moving branches and branches rubbing against each other or like specific types of leaves that maybe were shaped a certain way rubbing against each other and it sounded like yeah and i was like yep that's four spirits of my boys (laughs) but yeah as i got older and i was exposed to the evils of the world as they were and also scarier things yeah there were times where it'd be pitch black at night and if i walked in my living room and the sliding glass door wasn't like if the if the curtains weren't closed i'd be like well i guess i'm just gonna look down at the ground with my eyes covered because i don't want to turn up and see a red pair of eyes or yellow eyes staring at me from the glass or i would go the long way and i'd go through the dining room yeah which was equally scary because then you also the the kitchen window window staring right at you so you go in and oh my god creepy yeah i remember when we lived in his in his parents house and his sister was was living with us too when we ever had to go like <laughs> yes. go to the bathroom, we'd just like wake each other up because we were all night owls and be like, hey, you want to go to the bathroom? We want to go to the kitchen together? And it'd just be the three of us just like huddled together. They can't get us all. <laughs> like the worst Scooby-Doo gang ever. Shout out to my sister Gabby. We'd be so fired. I remember like, like being like 10 or 11 years old and Gabby waking me up being like, hey, hey, I want to get water. 
can you please take me to the kitchen? And I'd be like, Abby, are you serious? And like, I'm trying to sleep. She's like, yes, please. I need water. I'm like, <laughs> fine. And in my mind, like now I'm like, bro, I was 10 years old. The fucking the monster would have taken me, taken my ass first. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, I even have like tears in my eyes from like how fucking spoopy that is. Absolutely not. I don't like any no. of that. No, thank you. No, 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 no. no. Well, we're going to leave the second story because it is way longer. It's like seven or eight paragraphs. Um, we'll leave that for another episode. Um, but I'm going to call that just a bit about of a wrap on the story. I mean, I think so. essentially, well, what are we getting at here with Skinwalkers? <laughs> that, you know, in short summary, if they exist, they are essentially cursed Navajo spirits yeah. that are meant to basically keep the white man out of sacred Navajo land. Yeah. I, That's from, my understanding. From what I read, it's not like a ghost or like a demon that like could possess you. No, it's a spirit. It's very like regional. Yeah. So it depends on. Yeah. If you're in his area. You're in his area. Sorry, homie. Like he was there first. Yeah. Uh, you have to respect the land. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why we stay our ass in the city. Yes. Because the only thing that's going to get you out here you is the proudest moment of my life. And not my life, not my life, not my life. The proudest moment of like the last six months <laughs> is? Is when we went camping and I had the cojones to go to that bathroom by myself. Oh, my God. I don't know how the We hell. went. Honestly, I think it was. Was it last year or this year in February? No, last year. But I honestly think I think what gave me like the courage to go is because I had already mapped out the like the the, the plots that had like big families with the loud music and the lights and like i was like all right like i know that i could go through there and like there's people and i felt safe enough but that area i remember i had to pee in the middle of the night and i was like there's no fucking way in hell i'd rather piss myself on this air mattress than than go to the bathroom because it it was a walk away i mean for I some context i peeing I, and I know you know this. I tried peeing behind the uh, the tent, the tent, and I'm like, uh, uh-uh, something's gonna get me, and something they're gonna grab you right up, right by the lady bits. <laughs> nope, nope. No, we spent uh we spent a weekend camping in Ocala National Forest. What are you doing? Nothing. I was just looking at my hair. It's weird. Like a hair, just. Oh, okay. I thought you were just very slowly about to smell your armpit. I'm like, what are you doing? We are on the air, <laughs> weirdo. Anyways. We spent a weekend camping in Ocala National Forest. Beautiful, by the way. Like, really, really pretty. But at night, extremely creepy. Yeah. Very quiet. Yeah. Very eerie. Thank God we had great neighbors, though. We did. We had some we great, did. like, top quality white people in front of us. Yeah. And and the Dominicans, even though, like, we didn't speak to the them. The Dominicans would have been the people who saved the day in the movie. Honestly. Because there I was 47 three, Dominicans in one campsite. They had, like, easily three campsites. Back it to was, back. Una pachanga. Dude. But I appreciated their loud noise and their lights because that obviously scares off wildlife. The, the spirits. The spirits. Well, it didn't scare away the fucking idiot deer and the and the two moron raccoons that showed up on Saturday night. They're yeah. just going around trying to be like, ooh, what, what you I got? Didn't, what ooh, I didn't candy. appreciate was the whole, like, the... the, the the off-roading guys. And Those guys are dicks because it was like 2 in the morning. They're like, we're going to go off-roading in the four-wheeler right next to your campsite, like 50 feet away. But anyway, if really you care annoying. about these stories, Eli had an episode with Lisette uh, yeah. from the Baby Lambs podcast. Um, we talked about some weird stuff. we went into some 
some details about you know their mutual love and appreciation for camping and all of their experiences. Or as Mike likes to call camping, going to Cuba. You know, I'm not even going to start with him <laughs> because he's going to fucking get it. He'll get like a, <laughs> a a monthly text from me. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> I'll send you a picture of a bucket. Don't worry about it. I know it's hard. But anyway, uh, we're glad to be back. We have so many episodes in store. Uh, and we're pretty excited, especially me, because I beginning like September 1st, I'm like, and eh, poopy season starts now. Yeah. She stayed so, up, by the way, for the midnight release of September 1st. Don't hate, bro. Appreciate. I don't. I just try to collaborate. Yeah. And if I really got to go, sometimes I try. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if you if you like what we're talking about and you like being haunted and hear about, hearing about demons and weird creatures, uh, stay tuned for an episode next episode i want to talk about shadow people so if you're into that yeah i don't want to be here for that episode you're gonna be part of that i don't fucking want to that's, that's can shadow me be part of the episode i don't even like saying the name sp because that creeps me out those motherfuckers creep me out yeah that's why i don't want to talk about it can we not we'll just record it during the day and no we'll go to mass right after no get mass <laughs> I'm opening all the windows and I'm going to buy an industrial size thing of sage. Like I can't even hold it with my hands. I'm going to have to rent a forklift just to, to drive it through the house. Okay. What if, hear me out. Even Why are you touching your boobs while starting this story? <laughs> she literally just is like, hear me out and just goes to us. Like I start hovering her hands right over her boobs. Like, you know how you're supposed to put like a circle of salt around you as yes. like protection. Hula hoops filled what with salt. If, yes. But what if I just add salt to my bra and to my underwear while we're doing the episode? That just means that you can't be fondled by the by the <laughs> them. I've heard some freaking weird. Episodes I don't want to hear about, about people being and shit. And that's all the only bus I want to hear about is Incubus. Okay. Their music is nice. Wow, bro. All right, guys. Anyways, listen, that's <laughs> it for the show, everybody. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening to me and Millie babble on about fucking nonsense as usual. I hope it helped. Be safe. Be kind. Please use your indicators. I love you all. It is so great to be back. I'm going to try and be a little bit better about this next time, and I will attempt to not have a stomachache for the next episode. Yep. So yep. enjoy, my loves. We will see you in a couple weeks. Deuces. He's right underneath the bed. He is. He's a good boy. All right, bye, guys. Bye. about shadow people do we have to don't say the word oh my bro. god what do you want to call we're them we're already gonna curse ourselves more than every time episode. that you say it lightning flashes shut your front door my god are you telling me the door isn't locked <gasps> actually you left the door unlocked the other day when? and you're lucky that i stayed up late like a psycho because we could have had a murder in here a murderer in here. A murderer? A murderer. All right, that's it.